time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Art of War Down Under podcast. We are joined amazingly today by none other than Jeff Poole himself, the people's champions, the green people's champions, the hooligan amongst hooligans, the orc amongst men. How you doing, mate? Oh, I'm good, man. With an introduction like that, how could I get any dirtier? <laughs> uh, for those who don't know Jeff, there's a man who, uh, against all the odds, against all the, the metas and all the betting, the lucrative betting of the LVO, we know it's lucrative, even if people don't want to talk about it, in the shadow round, in everything this man went through. He clubbed his way past all the Marines to make it to uh, the top eight of the LVO 2020, having what can only be called as a meteoric dream run. And uh, very much a pleasure to have him on today and we're going to be talking about the Orc Psychic Awakening. Jeff, feel free to plug yourself judiciously, my man. Oh, yeah. Well, um, thanks for having me on the show, Adam. Um, I am on a podcast with uh, one of the oldest curmudgeons in the game, Alan Hernandez. Uh, <laughs> him and I, we have a lot of funny banter, but we uh, mainly talk about competitive 40K and kind of our um, experience and trying to give focused advice. The, po- the podcast is called Focused Fire. In, uh, in kind of uh, to keep us reminded that we're trying to focus here. Um, and we are distributed <laughs> through the uh, TFG radio network. So uh, Adam and Salty John and Danny Ruiz, those guys have, uh, uh, you can check them out on TFG radio and you can find us there as well. So just search for TFG radio and you'll uh, hit, hit subscribe and you'll see us uh, pop up on your screen. Fantastic, mate. Now we're going to jump straight in. We're going to be reviewing the Orc Psychic Awakening. We're going to go cover to cover for the orc content in this book and give you guys some, uh, mostly Jeff's impressions, Jeff's thoughts. And of course, I'm going to be chucking in some silly silly anecdotes as I'm essentially like, I'm from Australia. I'm half orc, essentially. Not full orc, but you know, I can relate. So if it's orcs, it's easy to have silly antics and uh, silly (laughs) things to say. (laughs) Absolutely right. So coming into this book, when you you first cracked the cover on this, because naturally everyone was really hyped about their Psychic Awakenings coming into the end of the last run of 8th edition. What were your thoughts when you first read this thing? Well, my very first thought was I was really pissed that Gazkothrop was a monster with 12 wounds. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's so good. If he he was a monster with 9 wounds or if he was a 12-wound infantry model, fantastic. Yeah. um, yeah. I had been uh, secretly buying, not secretly, but buying a so a whole lot of Gretchen to, to make a Gretchen mess. Mm. And then uh, it centered around Gaskell. And then I was like, oh, now it can be targeted. So, But he's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, he's the first thing you open. So he's the first new piece of content. So Gaskell Thracker, the big baddie himself, got a, a brand new model, which was freaking amazing model. Um, well, I, I do notice that every single new model by G-Dub has to be like getting some kind of gained leverage by leaping off some kind of piece of terrain. Like they're all doing it, but uh, Gaz got joined to the ranks of the the terrain for advantage, <laughs> leverage kind of pose. But yeah, he's so just jumping over his stat line really quickly. Um, so he's, he's got over twelve wounds, so he's got a degrading profile. Starts at movement seven, strength seven, uh, bliss skill uh, two, bliss skill five plus weapon skill two plus. Tough to seven, twelve wounds, five attacks, leadership eight, and a two plus save. He's got essentially was a quad heavy, uh, sorry, quad big shooter. Being strength five minus one, yeah. Uh, normal big shooters are not minus one, but uh, so it's a little bit better than that. Ah, uh, yeah. And then uh, he's got his Gorks claw in combat, which is strength times two, which is going to be strength fourteen until he degrades uh, at minus four four damage. Now that flat four damage is pretty sexy. Oh, it's 
it's, it's been the day in the day of Centurion's eighth edition. It was like, whoa, mm. let's, let's let's get this into them. <laughs> this is the legit. Now, is uh, special rules naturally got here? We go mob rule, daka daka daka, all that good stuff. Great war friendly orc infantry units. Here's where it becomes funny that he's not an infantry model. Within six of this model can be chosen to charge with even if they advance his turn. In addition, add one to the attacks characteristics of models and friendly orc units whilst they're within six of this model uh, if their unit charged, sorry, made a charge move this turn. Now, where it's cool there is that he's not, he's not clan-locked, is he? He's a, any, any orc. doesn't matter if you have goths or bad moons. That's correct, yeah. And he is um, also, you can include him in any clan detachment without breaking that clan's uh, clan culture. Okay, so yeah, and they definitely cute it, so he actually can himself advance and charge, which is pretty nice. Ah, yes, yeah, so that's that's a grand war boss, and yeah, they did FA, they had to FAQ that because they realized they're yeah. so far. Um, what are your what are your general thoughts on on Gaz? He's got a couple of the special rules, you know, being a four plus invulnerable save, and that he can only lose four wounds in each of each phase of the game. So essentially, he's going to be around for a minimum of three phases. <laughs> that could be psychic shooting combat. But um, do you get much mileage out of Gaz? What are your thoughts? Well, I haven't put him on the table um, in his in this current iteration, um, but I think if you build a list around him, he's still really powerful. Um, he has a great centerpiece model as well, and he just hits like a ton of bricks. Um, six yeah. attacks, you know, isn't a ton, but I mean, when he connects with those, it's you're not really getting a save. You're taking four damage a pop. Mm. Um, if you have him in a goth uh, detachment, he gets exploding sixes in melee. Uh, he rerolls ones for friendly goth works around him. Yes, yeah. super powerful. He's really good, and like, he's the kind of thing that you can heal him with a strat for D three uh, wounds yeah. turn, a turn. Yeah. So, like, if your opponent only has shooting, then he can live for four turns. And in ninth edition, yeah, that's a huge deal. And you know, and it is, mm -hmm. if you could deep strike him down, or if he can hide behind terrain for turn one, so you're not even needing him on. You know, you only need him to live for those last four turns. He can be around theoretically for the rest of the game, and your opponent has nothing they can do about it. So, and, uh, yeah, exactly right. And he can dominate the board. Like he can really dominate in that case because the the shackles are off. He can be independent. Doesn't need any support of any kind. Like uh, you're playing against. I mean, I was about to say Necrons, but Necrons can legitimately punch him in combat. But things like Tau, a lot of guard armies, um, they just don't have any other way of dealing him damage apart from the shooting phase. And you're exactly right. If he, if you hide him turn one, or if he's just, because he's, he's under 18, so he, he's blocked by obscuring terrain. If you just hide him turn one, or just play KG with him, you can just go raffle stomp rest of the freaking game, can't you? Yeah, but here, the, the biggest like existential problem with Gaskell is he doesn't do anything except punch things really hard. And there's a ton of things yeah. in the Orc Codex that do that. And they do it for much cheaper mm. than Gaskell. Uh, he's yeah. 300 and she's 300 and something points. Yes. He's insanely expensive. And he's targetable. And if you're including him, he, he like really wants to be in an infantry horde. So if you're including him in an infantry horde, mm. suddenly you're giving your opponent's last cannon something to shoot at. And, yeah. you know, so it's to me, he has like kind of an existential problem where he doesn't really fit into like a vehicle list. Um, I mean, you could put him in a vehicle list, and there's been talk about putting him into a vehicle list mm -hmm. where he's one of many T7, T6 things that are there. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could provide a counterpunch, and he's not going to die, you know, uh, right away. But I don't know. To me, he doesn't, doesn't jive with what the orcs are trying to do. I mean, in a lot of ways, he's got the same stat line as a hive, a hive tyrant, yeah? Toughness 7, 12 wins, 4 plus involved. Doesn't have the two, they, they don't have the 2 plus armor save, though, but I do think they are considerably cheaper. But it, you're right. In a, lot, a lot of things that he does... You can just get elsewhere. Like the, the boss is watching, as in the breaking heads, you can just get from any old war boss. The advance and charge you can get from any old war boss. 
the real ones, I'm not sure you need it. And the plus one attack, I'm not sure you need it. Like, I mean, when has Orcs just been like, damn, I wish I had more attacks. Like, you just, if you want more attacks, there are just ways of getting them. You've got the Warpath and the fact that you already throw like a metric S-ton of, of attacks anyway. Like having plus one attack just doesn't seem that viable. Oh no, my 10 Orc boys have 50 attacks instead of 40 into these five scouts. That, like that was going to make a difference. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think he has a, a real home in a competitive list you know he's cute and i think he's a great model and you can put him into a lot of lists mm. and make it work if you want but i mean in an orc horde of boys he doesn't really give much to them and that should be his niche shouldn't it that should be where you want yeah, to take if he was an eight wound character and had all these rules he'd be great ah. but if you, he'd be off his chops he'd be actually incredible probably too good, but... <laughs> yeah all right makari so this is this is Gaz's little Banabira stat line. Web, uh, movement five, web skill, web skill four plus. Strength and toughness three, four wounds, two attacks, six, six uh, leadership, and six plus save. He's got Makari Stabber. Uh, I'm not even going to bother <laughs> telling you what that does. If you ever get to stab somebody with it, you should be a very happy guy. Um, his Gaz's Wa Banner. When a model with a, in a friendly Goth orc unit within sixes of this model would lose a wound, um, and this model is in three of a friendly Gaskell Thracker. Ah, oh, you get a six up, feel no pain. So if Makari's next to Gaz, and Makari's within six of the orc unit, they get a six up, feel no pain. Yeah, that's correct. Is that correct? But it, but or you could just buy a pain model. Oh, I guess the unit. No, no, it's not. No, it's, oh, it's not. Yeah. yeah, it's nice because yeah. it's a it's a double the range of a pain boy. So if you're taking Gaz Cole and you want to take yeah. a pain boy, Makari also fits in there. But he's also an HQ slot. He does have a two up in Monocle save, which is oh hilarious. okay. I was about to say, it's absolutely hilarious. Everybody else in the entire game has to like has had their either two plus invulnerable save taken away or they pay hand over fist through CPN points to get back to it. E.g. you take Nihilak, um uh what are they? Wraiths yeah. or Electro Priest, they get their three up and then paying two CP a turn to get to the two up. It's just this little is this little shitty Gretchen you just get to two up in it's, it's hilarious. It's more, uh, it's more of a trolling rule than anything else because you don't need to kill Makari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You just ignore him. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts here? Has he got any play? If you're bringing Gaskol and a bunch of boys, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. why not? If you're paying it. Yeah, why not? What is it? So he's, he is 60, he's 65 points, though. Yeah, but it, a pain boy is 65 points as well. So he, he, uh, he performs okay. a function of a pain boy, has an increased range, and is much more, he's much more durable than a pain boy, um, surprisingly. That's true. That is true. You know, just not going to shoot him down with like two eliminators aren't going to kill the guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, there was also um, something that was conspicuous by, its, conspicuous by its absence was the KFF Big Mech. Now, this has been included in here. Why do you reckon it was chucked in here, mate? I mean, I know why, but tell the people. Uh, because they were eliminated. They forgot. They probably forgot to put it in the, in the codex. <laughs> you know, like, this, this classic GW. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, but it was there was a faux pas with this. It said that um, the invulnerable save, so it, it wasn't restricted to the shooting phase, this KFF, was it? The one listed here said units have a 5-plus invulnerable save whilst they're with, wholly within 9. wasn't limited to the shooting phase as it has been changed to now, correct? Correct. And it, in, a, in the book, it, it's limited to clan units only, and they effigate in line yeah. with the custom force field from the actual orc codex, which is just any orc unit within mm -hmm. the 9 inches. 
Yeah, that's no, totally fair enough. Well, jumping on, we're, we're about to touch on and jump into the stratagems here. Now, usually I do a tit for tat. So I'm going to read the first one, mate, and then if you want to grab the second one. So this first one. One CP custom job. Use this strategy before the battle. Your army can have one additional custom job. All the custom jobs you might include must be different to different ones. Now we'll touch on that. I, I wanted to do that one first because we'll touch on that one, I guess, more when we get to the custom jobs section. But uh, that's just the standard, like, e.g., get an extra wall trick, get an extra tank ace, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. yeah, but you can use them multiple times for one CP. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, you, that is you pretty can't good. repeat custom jobs, so just like relics, you know. Mm. Um, you want to grab the next one for us? We're going to do go down, I guess, but uh, we'll do the cleverest, the cleverest yes. boss, which is uh, it upgrades a big mech, nice, um, giving them plus one wound, plus one attack, and changes their weapon skill to two up. Um, you can include it if you have uh, the Forge World big mech Buzz Gob in your list for some reason. I don't know why, but you know because he's he's the cleverest boss. So um, this is a pretty, it's a pretty much of a waste of a point. Um, you know, no one takes Big Mechs because they want them to fight better. They take uh, Big Mechs with shock attack guns. So yeah. if it increased its ballistic skill, mm. it would have been really good. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. It would have been actually insane. I mean, plus one. I mean, if you let's say you were playing in a meta that had a crap load of snipers or indirect fire, and you were still packing your, your SAGs, um, surely plus one wound isn't that bad. But I mean, it, going from four wounds to five wounds, if they want to kill you, it doesn't really make a difference, does it? Yeah. Nah. All right, next one. Uh, Grot Bumper. One CP. Use this strategy in your opponent's shooting phase when an attack made with a ranged weapon successfully wounds a boom dacker snazwagon. I'm going to have so much fun with the names. Uh, Model your army. The saving throw is automatically passed. Do not roll. Each unit can only benefit from the stratagem once per battle. So it's just an auto pass. Yeah, it's just an auto pass save. That's pretty cool and pretty unique, actually. But is is it even worth taking because of the unit it's on? Uh not really. The Boom Deck of Snazwagon is... Is that the one with the Rivet Cannon? I believe it. Let me just pull it up. Hold on. <laughs> I, I just love... So even the, even the Orc Expert is just like, I have no idea which one of these buggies is which, because I don't either. I've got, no, I've got no idea what... I know what some of them do, but I, I can't associate the name. Yeah, the name, that's my problem. Is I know what they look like, and I know what guns they have. This, though, this is the one Yeah, that, uh, has like a pretty much like a, like a machine gun like on it with nine shots. Yeah. It's not a very good gun. This is one of the trash ones. Uh, unfortunately, does it have does it have an invuln? No, or does, none, is of, them have, none save, of them yeah. have invulns. They all have like T six four up armor save. Yeah, so you have to have been shot by something that's neg two or worse because you neg three, you don't even get the option for a save. So therefore, you can't you, take no, it. No, that's not true. You do get to make a saving oh, really? throw because you just make the saving throw, um, and you because how how the mechanics of the game work, you make the saving throw, you s- subtract the armor penetration roll, and then you look at to see whether you pass or not. There you go. So no matter what it is, you get to pass it. So if someone comes down with a melter gun, that would be taking you to, a, I guess, an 8-up or a 7-up yeah. save. You would just be like, nah, passed it. That is really cool. Yeah, but typically it's like not one gun that's going to kill you. It's like, you know, the eradicated with three melter guns that shoot twice. You know? Exactly right. Or just a bunch of like strength 5, strength 6, minus 1s. Um, next one. You want to grab it? Temperamental shock drive. And this is for one of the, actually, the good, one of the better uh, buggies. The uh, shock jump dragster. Mm-hmm. So uh, to give a little context, the, that unit has a special rule that when it advances, you roll a dice, and on a four or more, you can instead pick it up and put it anywhere on the board nine inches away from the yeah. models. This one CP stratagem makes it so you don't need to actually roll. You just automatically advance you just and teleport. teleport. So pretty cool. That is so cool. 
It's a really fun mechanic as well in the game. And it's actually oh. ridiculously good, no, hold on. say, turn four, turn five. I, I, I totally missed it. I, I, I mix it up with the custom job. This is, uh, I, I apologize, and now I'm like reading it again. It, this is the one that lets you jump, shoot, jump. So this is after you shoot with the, with the vehicle, you immediately teleport away. So in your movement phase, you can move it, advance it, and if you roll four up, it can teleport anywhere you want. It has pretty much like a little LAS cannon on it. Um, and you shoot the mm. last can or something, and then you spend one CP, and poof, it disappears and can go back into safety behind some obscuring terrain, or you know, back in that's pretty cool aura or anything like that. So it's a pretty, it's like a jump shoot jump, but on crack. <laughs> Love it. Well, actually, I'm a big fan of that um, in Ninth Edition missions. A big fan of that unit, which we'll t- I guess we'll touch on more in part two. But just being able to just at, at will go and um, snatch an objective that somebody's got a banner on and they've left because they can keep the banner up even when they're not there, and they have, don't have enough units and they're spread thin. And just be like, shock top dress, dragster, go grab that one for me, lock it down, buddy. I think that's a, a nice tool to have. Yeah, and, the, and they're very good into like the kind of elite meta we're seeing with mm. you know, Space Marines, where you know they their guns are pretty good at killing Space Marines and tougher targets. Yeah, and they've got they've got um, here we go. Yeah, they they come down nine inches away and they'll have essentially a a, a nine with their, the best of the rerolls. Yeah, so all the vehicles have here we go. So yeah, they, you reroll one or both dice, which is really nice. And it's not it's not horrible in combat. I mean, it's not it's not fantastic. It's not a war. No, story, it, this one sucks. Like, it's like special no special weapons. It does like a four plus to do a smite when on the charge, and then has a bunch of strength four attacks. No, this one doesn't even do that. The uh, oh wow, this one just like if it charges you, it has four attacks, weapon skill four, strength five. That's it. Nothing special. Oh, it has some saw blades, which are just trash. It's not very good. There's a <laughs> good in combat, like the one with the big uh, drill on the front of it, the scrap jet. That one's really good in combat. Yeah. Oh. It's good in combat, not really. Yes, nice. <laughs> All right, next one. One CP again. Uh, the biggest boss, use a stratagem for the battle. Select one war boss model in your army. Add one to that model's wounds and attacks characteristics, and it gains a four boss invulnerable save. You can only use this stratagem once per battle, and only if your army does not include Gaz Core. So there's another little nail in the coffin, coffin for Gaz, because he's denying you this one. And this is a pretty good one CP, yeah? This is every war boss will take this. Like every single one. Yeah. I mean, look at the value you get from that. I mean, but you, you compare that to the the um the one for the the big mech. Yeah, why would a big mech want to have these these buffs? We're putting a four boss involved on a war boss who's going to be on the front lines, going to be crumping stuff. Big deal. Yeah, and it's. I mean, the war boss is typically taking a relic claw for flat three damage. Mm. He gets an extra attack. He gets an extra wound. So, and the the, the real icing on the cake is the invulnerable slave because orcs don't yeah. have invulnerable saves. Like you can't get them. There's a warlord trait for bad moons to get a four up invulnerable save um, for your for your warlord. <laughs> or you know, yeah. if you're picking from, from shooting, you can get that invuln, you know, from the custom force field. But like this is just four up invuln, so it helps him against snipers. It helps him in mm. close combat against you know smash captains who are coming in with four or five attacks. You know, he can yeah, exactly right. off two or three of those. He's very nice. Are they um are they six wounds base or they five wounds base? Six. Yeah, so they go to the magic seven wounds, which is the perfect where you where you want to be against damage three weapons. Yeah, exactly. which is what all the smash captains yeah, are packing. So if you're if you're wounded four times by that smash captain, you're passing half of your invulns, and you're going to be able. You're not dying. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, all right. Uh, next one, if you want to grab yeah, clever spanner. Clever spanner. So this is one. Um, I guess I'll read it out loud because I fucked up the last one. Uh, <laughs> use this strategy before the battle. Select one Luda or Borna boy unit from your army that contains nine or less models for one CP, or a larger unit for uh, two CP 
Pulse that unit contains one or more spanners. You can roll one additional dice and discard one when determining the number of shots for Vernas or Def Guns carried by models in that unit. You can only uh, select the unit for this stratagem once per battle, but you can do it on different units. So um, this unit, this is a pretty interesting one. Like I ran the map on it kind of like if you're spending two CPs on um, Ludas to like be able to roll two dice and choose the highest one for number of shots, that's like in, in eighth edition is when I was thinking about this, but it's not really worth it because you can just spend those two CP on re-rolling the dice Rolling and, number shots. and you can still do that in ninth edition because um, I think the CP uh, stratagem is is you can also reroll when it's for the number the number of shots with a weapon. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so sure it, yeah the math doesn't pay off. It just like yeah, and plus Ludas are kind of yeah. like they've fallen out of favor. Minus one AP, you know, is just not what you need to kill. Mer- well, imagine if you could do this when you could still mob the damn bastards up, and you had that, that blob of fifteen or whatever of them you could have, and um, then this all of a sudden this would be legit. But that was under the assumption that that buff would transfer from one unit to the other, or would you have to spend four? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would have to look at the rules on that one, but probably yeah, that, that'd be a weird one. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. So, uh, of course, sorry, just to encapsulate the last one, Burner Boys. Are they a unit you've yeah, ever, ever considered or taking? I mean, I, I've looked at them. They're fun. And, but the, I mean, this stratagem, like I've thought about Burna boys running around in, in transports and just driving up to something and then like mm-hmm. burning it to death. But yeah, it's, it's, it's cute, but it's, I don't know. Uh, they have a, I mean, they're, the nice thing about Burna boys is that their, their flamer is shooting and in melee, it gives them like a real wounds mm-hmm. and it's like minus two AP. So they get something that yeah. orcs don't really have is AP and melee, uh, except for power claws. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of nice, um, but it I don't know it not something I've really considered seriously. Nah, totally fair enough. Next one, uh, one CP the Burning Highway uses this strategy in your shooting phase when a custom booster blaster unit from your army is chosen to shoot with uh, until the end of start of your next turn. Uh, change the characteristics of that unit's burner exhaust uh, to as follows: range ten, assault three, strength five, AP one. Can I just say meh and move yeah. on, or is there something That's here good. I'm not seeing? They have four of them, so um, but yeah, it's meh. Oh, it's four, yeah. So they'd get they'd get twelve strength, twelve heavy bolter shots. Yeah. Um, they're not auto hitting. They do auto hit. It's a flamer. They do. okay. That's not that's not horrible. But yeah, self-explanatory. You want to grab the next yeah. one, mate? Because oh, this is a big one. This is the one we're going to spend the most time. Talking yeah. So about. this one is a really cool one. Um, it, this is for. Uh, any orc flyer at the end of your movement phase, you can spend one CP to automatically reduce it to zero wounds and have it crash and burn automatically. Yep. Hell yeah. So freaking cool. The thing is, is this really combines well with like the burn Obama because most, most vehicles when mm-hmm. they blow up, it's like a six inch range D three mortal wounds, everything within six, which is still good when you yeah. can choose when it happens. Right. Um, but for the burn Obama, it's a flat three mortal wounds within six inches. And yes. so, I mean, like, this stratagem is probably the one that I like the most out of this because it it gets in your opponent's head. It's like, hey, you have to consider where I'm putting my burn bomb, where I can put it on your turn. Like if you're when you're moving, you can't clump up too much because I'm going to come over there, blow my burn bomb, and potentially hit six or seven units. If I hit six units, it's eighteen mortal wounds. Exactly. It's like for one CP. Yeah, man. You know, so it's not going to do a ton of damage to yeah. one unit, but it's going to spread out a lot of damage amongst the opponent's army. Literally, if you manage to connect with like six units, it has the same damage impact as like the sh- the super shock attack gun at max, max, max potential. Like just, it's crazy. It's so, yeah, so, so it, strong. The biggest part is that it, it forces your opponent to play differently than they're normally used to playing and opens yeah. up opportunities for them to make an error. 
So a lot of people have complained about this, saying it's actually too strong. Um, I'm of the opinion that let Orcs have their fun, <laughs> let them have their thing. They've lost so much recently that I'm okay with this. But some people have pointed out that they've done 40 mortal wounds to somebody. And I'm just like, well, half a part of me is like, yeah, that does sound rough. And if you didn't know this was coming, if you didn't know this was a thing, it can just be like such a feel-bads moment, yeah? Yes and no. So look, I mean, if you don't know it's coming and your opponent didn't explain it to you at the beginning of the game, you should probably have a word with them, you know, if it's, especially if it's a friendly game. But yeah, um, I agree. like if I was using this, I'm going to tell my opponent, I'm specifically telling my opponent at the start of every one of their movement phase because I want, yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's going to make them do one of two things. They're either going to say, fuck it, and they're going to just like move around and they're going to let you blow up your your thing wherever they want, right? And they're just going to deal with because because in reality, yep. three mortal wounds to a unit isn't going to do much to that specific individual unit. It's not going to kill a character. It's not going to mm. do much other than kill like one or two primaris marines or a couple guys. So it's not doing a like a, yeah. a significant amount of damage to any one unit, but it is distributing a lot of damage. The other thing that they're going to do is they're going to like clump up and like make it so that you cannot physically place your flyer base anywhere inside of their bubble. They're going to screen you out. And that means they're, yeah. they're turtling up, which is good because then they're conceding the board to you. So it's like, it's a win-win, you know? Exactly right. So you think about, so I liken this to the, the Doomsize strat that Necrons had. Difference is, yeah, you have one hundred, how much is it, Burner Bonner? It's like 130 or something? Somewhere in that range, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have one 130-point model that can do this from anywhere on the board. You can have it parked in any old corner, and it can go 40 inches to wherever it needs to be and does the flying headbutt. The Doomsythe one, you had to have three, I think it was 150-plus point things, and they all had to be within targeting something within X amount of inches of each other and all this other crap. And um, this is just the terms and conditions on this are phenomenal. Um, and I, th I think this is the strongest thing that they have uh, from this book. Like, it's actually the strongest thing that came out of this book, yeah? Well, single play. There are some combinations that came out a bit, a bit better in the long term. But just as a pure straight line, here's something powerful to use every game. Yeah, and yeah I would Bam. actually uh, agree with you that this is the strongest thing in the book, even considering the other combinations that are possible in the book. Yeah, there you go. You know better than I would, mate. All right, moving Full on. Um, speed, uh, oh, you, you do it. Next sorry. one. I, I forgot. You're doing it already. This man. one is uh, no, no, no. It's pretty, uh, no, it's pretty silly, it. but it's plus one strength <laughs> on the charge with uh orc bikers or with the uh death killer war track which is the hq like vehicle guy now see the def the death killer has this wonky issue of being strength seven yeah correct with his claw that's yeah, not bad i guess i mean like that it's you're right it's not bad like it's it's definitely okay and like for orc bikers like if you can do it on an orc knob biker knob unit um you know they go up to yeah. strength eight with their uh choppers because they go strength seven to eight with the, the big chopper i mean it's that's okay legit. but I mean, if you're taking bike knob bikers, then you probably have other issues because <laughs> they're not. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was more thinking of a, a death killer war trike. You fully intended to fight twice or have fight on death, and so you get double the duty out of it. Yeah. No, I mean that's definitely a thing. So if you're like going in with him to kill Primaris Marines, it's definitely mm. a, one CP to wound on twos instead of threes. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, all right. Um, next one, one CP bomb squigs. Use this stratagem in your moving phase after moving a blitzer bomber model from your army to the end of that phase. Add one to rolls made for that model's boom boom ability. It's just a joy to read this stuff. The boom bomb. <laughs> it's very descriptive. Uh, Explain. Decipher this cipher. The the boom the boom Obama is um, it's I think it's a th three up to do. Now you got to my codex here. 
It's a three up, I think, when it flies over a unit and it, it drops its uh, payload. It's uh, it does damage on a, a three up per per guy, um, up to ten dice. I want to say. Let me just check. The Blitzabama, the Boom Bomb. It's a four up uh, to do it actually. So yeah, yeah. So it, it was already it on a, a unit up. that wasn't. Yeah, and it's up to twelve. Guys. Mm, it was uh, 12, yeah, 12 dice on a 3+. plus. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, that's not... You fly over a Primaris unit, mm. who's 10 guys, you're going to do 6 mortal wounds, kill 3 guys. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not the end of the world. Blitz and Thomas uh, aren't very good. You know, that's yeah, exactly bad. right. Yeah, You're polishing a bit of a turd there. Um, next one for you. 2CP, though, this one. First 2CP one we talked about. Yeah, special shells. Um, it's uh, You're using the shooting phase on a unit of flash kits in your army uh, when they're chosen to shoot. Uh, until the end of the phase, increase the range of their SNAS guns uh, by 12 inches. So Flash gets got uh, got kicked kicked in the nuts uh, in ninth edition. They they got they had gone through like several chapter approved in eighth mm. edition and had their points significantly reduced. Yeah. And at the end of eighth edition, they yeah. were like looking good. They were they weren't broken, mm. they, but they were like well costed for what they did. But they have a yeah, they're reasonable. They're reasonable. Yeah, they're they're 24 inch range though uh, gun though. So like. Moving into ninth edition, you think this is going to be great. The, the board is smaller. 24 inches is actually really important. And for the turns that you do need to be open in 24 inches, you have this 2CP stratagem, which I think is the stratagem itself is really not that great. But um, because 2CPs, I don't know. But anyway, the, the point is, is Flash gets got uh, an insane point hike in ninth edition. Point hike, they did. And I think 2CP just kills this strat. Like you've got so many better 2CP value stratagems out there. Uh, like, if you if you really want to get them in range, you just to jump them more, you teleport them more, you put them in a truck. Like you're just not going to spend two CP on this thing. Like yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me that it's two yeah. CP. Where headbutt headbutt is is one CP. Like headbutt is one CP. <laughs> this one's two. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> not all stratagems are created equal. <laughs> uh, one CP is the next one is patch yeah. Up. This one is uh, exist okay. stratagem. No, I can't remember who did the last one. Um, so at the start of any turn, you select a Morganite, Gorgonite, or a, a Stampa. Shout out to the Stampa um, from Hell your yeah. army. Until the end of the turn, that model is considered to have double the amount of wounds. Uh, so not, not even act at full profile. You don't even get the, the full profile that literally every other book gets. You just get yeah, the double. This is, this is a stupid strategy. Like, what, a weird, what a weird distinction to make. I mean, I guess if you have a Gorgonite and a Morganite in your list and you happen to be at like two wounds, it's like, I guess, I guess that's okay. But... Like, you know, their ballistic skills aren't yeah. really affected. And, you know, so if you're trying to fight, I, I don't know. This is, this doesn't seem worth it. Mm. Uh, next one, a 2CP Unstoppable Momentum. Use uh, this stratagem in your charge phase when an orc unit from your army has finished a charge move and dealt one or more mortal wounds to an enemy. If that orc unit is no longer within one of an enemy, it can immediately be chosen to charge with again. So wait, can we read that again? Use this stratagem in your charge phase when an orc unit from your army has finished a charge move and dealt one or more mortal wounds to an enemy unit army. How do, how do orcs deal mortals on the right. charge? So there's a couple of different ways. Um, so some of the buggies that they have, when they complete a charge, you roll a four yep. up and they yep. do D3 mortal wounds. There's also a stratagem whenever a vehicle charges. I uh, I think it might have to be out of deep strike, but it might just be whenever a vehicle declares a charge. You roll three dice um, for the charge. Uh, yes, and when you I connect, know, yeah, you do yeah. on a two up, you do D3 mortal wounds. So this essentially lets you, like, if there's one Imperial Guardsman who's screened out one side of your opponent's um, uh, deployment zone or something, you can 
deep strike a vehicle, three six inch charge, get that nine inch charge, do your on, on a two up with the stratagem to do the three six inch charge. You do mm-hmm. um D3 mortal wounds on a two up, you kill that one guardman, and then you charge again, getting deeper into the lines. And and you have that six. It's it's very niche, but I've 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 done it before and mm-hmm. it's it's so it's uh, I did it with a deaf cop that was like <laughs> This deaf cop just <laughs> like ran around and ended up sitting on an objective contesting with a uh, with a plague burst crawler. This was really funny. That's actually perfection. Like, and when you do that stuff, you're gonna feel so good. But the two CP opportunity cost to fail and not do it feels bad. So you, you don't have to do it until you actually do the until you've done it, yeah. Because you can't. You, so like, yeah. you don't have to spend the two CP on this stratagem until you've succeeded with the other stratagem. And there's like, you know, some of the buggies just do okay. it automatically. So you, you're never going to like fail. Yeah, that's true. You're never going to spin these two CP and have no effect. It, it, but it's, it's when you have mm. a chance to use it will be quite rare. It's going to be, but when you do, it's yeah. going to be hilarious. And you're going to feel yeah, like the king of the world. You do feel like the king of the world. I can't attest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You want to grab the next one? So this one is uh, after moving a burner bomber from your, it's one CP. Uh, at the end of your movement phase, or in your movement phase, sorry, after you sele- um, select an enemy unit for the Burna Bombs ability of a Burna Bomber unit from your army. Select one other enemy unit within six of that unit you selected. Roll D6 for each model in that unit up to a maximum of 10 dice. And on each roll of five or more, that unit suffers one mortal wound. And, uh, you cannot; It's not affected by the arsonist subculture, which is like a new plan. Um, so this allows a Burna Bomber to fly over one unit, uh, use its normal bomb ability, and then spend a CP to kind of splash that onto another unit within six inches of the unit that it hit with its first bomb. And then it gets to do a flying headbutt, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of value you can squeeze from those two CP. Like you can you can you can wail a lot of a lot of mortal wounds. I mean you you're very unlikely to finish off anything. You're like you're not you're not very likely to get a single kill out of any of that. But whittles, that's a lot of whittling down. If you, this is really useful against one wound infantry. So like, you know, um, 10 guardsmen, mm. five admin guys, you know, you're going to yeah. run over one of yeah. them with your normal bomb, wound them on fours because they're infantry, kill two of the five, do this one, kill two of the five in the other squad, and then explode and kill the other three of both units of those with the, uh, with the flying head. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, next one. This is my this is the, my favorite name of any stratagem. One CP, dreaded death machine. Fantastic. Somebody make a somebody make a metal album. So use this stratagem in the fight phase when a death dread uh, unit from your army is chosen to fight with. Till the end of that phase, each time an enemy model is destroyed as a result of an attack made by that unit, you can immediately make an additional attack against the same unit using the same weapon. These attacks do not generate any further. Just exploding exploding attacks in combat for a death dread, and it's only after you kill a model. Is that when you kill yes. a model? Each time an enemy model. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter considering you, all your pretty much your saw weapons are they're minus, they're minus three, flat three damage. So, the only things that are not going to survive and get you a kill for every wound that goes through a save is toughness, is yeah, wounds four, which is like three different models in the game of wounds four. Um, and then all the vehicles, which you wouldn't care about anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I guess Death Dreads are in a pretty wonky position at the moment. I was actually one of the things I was going to ask you about in part two, but do you see any uh, mileage? I don't here? particularly rate dra- Death Dreads, so I don't rate this strategy either. Yeah, fair call. All right, you want to do the last one? Yeah, this one is Hit Em Harder, uh, a classic orc strategy. If it didn't die the first time, just hit it again, hit it harder. <laughs> um, use a stratagem in the it's one CP. Use it in the fight phase when a mega knobs unit from your army is chosen to fight with. 
Until the end of the phase, add one to the damage characteristics of melee weapons models in this unit are equipped with. So this one is is really I good. This. I mean, it's Mega Knobs. I don't personally love them because they just never work for me when I use them. I'm always rolling like 40 attacks and I'll get like seven you know, hits on my kata. <laughs> so seven I, that's yeah. like my, my luck. But this one, you know, they you can have them with either kill saws or power claws. Kill saws go from straight damage two to straight damage three. Power claws go from damage D3 to damage D3 plus one. So you're going from two to four range. All it's awesome, especially in the world yeah. of primary space marines with two wounds. This is like fantastic. And terminator is going to three wounds. Those kill exactly, saws just yeah. very good strategy. Phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's the second best one of the bunch. Uh, I would put the biggest boss above it, but um... oh, true. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about biggest boss. A lot of these just seem so. There's very few generalist stratagems here. They're all, in fact, every single one of these is pretty much titled and stated. It is attached to one significant, one simple unit, correct? Which is which is different. There's there's usually there's about three or four generalist ones, and then there's a bunch of specific ones. Every single one here is specific. Flash gets Morkonot, Gorkonot, Death Dread, Mega Knobs, Blitzer Bomber, Burner Bomber. Yeah, everything is like there are only one or two units in your army that could ever get mileage out of these. Um, maybe un- sorry, Unstoppable Momentum is wow. pretty open ended, and I guess Flying Headbutt is, is any flyer. Yeah, the, the amount of units that can do those yeah. is pretty limited. I mean, like that's. That's my big, my biggest, one of my biggest complaints about the mm-hmm. Psycho Awakening for Orcs. It didn't do anything for, it did a lot for Orc vehicles, like with the, all the new buggies that they made uh, that they want to sell yeah. those kits. Um, so great. Yeah. No, well, yeah, they did something, they didn't they? <laughs> um, so it did a lot for the buggies. But like, if you were just running boys, you know, even just boys and trucks, nothing. You, you, yeah, this is like, you literally okay, got nothing, didn't I, you? I, I might as well not have bought this book, you know, because <laughs> it doesn't do much for Yeah, that's good. That is fairly rough. Um, all right, on to specialist mobs. Okay. What can you explain? There's a lot of words today, at the beginning of this, and it's really stupid because they should have just called these clans. It's it's I, it's really stupid. They go through this whole thing and they talk about how it's it's like a clan and it replaces your clan keyword, but it's it's they get a subculture. But they don't call it a clan. If they just said these are there's like five different clans in here, it would have been like oh okay cool. That, that's mm. super easy but they had to like go they said it like in the most roundabout way um the first one is pyromaniacs uh which is awesome they have a uh their subculture trait is called arsonist and uh you can re-roll any and all of the dice when determining the number of shots made for burnas scorches burn obamas uh, burn mm. bottles burn exhaust kill it, just a bunch of flame weapons and when you resolve an attack with a melee yep. profile of a burna for the burna boys you can re-roll the wound result um, that's nice yeah, and burn a bombs from the uh, burn a bomber get plus one to their uh, bombing run uh, roll to see if they do mortals. That's that's pretty good, isn't it? That's yeah, that's pretty strong, right? So I guess to back up, you have to compare all of these to the clans that you get in the main the main book. Yeah. And the clans in the main book are just so much stronger than these. They have specific stratagems, warlord traits, mm. relics, all associated with them. Spells now. Yeah. It's the it's the same argument as as everybody else. Like so, I was I spent ages talking about the uh, the Imperial Guard ones on a couple of episodes of Imperial Guard reviews I did and went through like there were three or four relatively good options that you could make your own uh, whatever or or add make you can make your own Forge worlds out of. But the fact that you're giving up a Waller trait, a stratagem, a a relic, like all these things, just like it just it never really adds up. But it's like if Pyromaniac, surely if you would have like a secondary detachment. You had, this, you had your main core army, and then you had your even if it was just a couple of flyers, 
in your arsonist's like patrol or whatever. Is there any mileage? The only way that this would come up is if you wanted to just go full into Burna Boys and um, because they get uh, yeah. to wounds and melee with the subculture. So it's super strong. Like if you're running like, you know, mm. six trucks worth of Burna Boys, um, that's okay. But honestly, this like if, if you were to do that, you should just make them death skulls because they get a six up and vulnerable save and they get obset. And they get so obsec like, like, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah rough all right i'll read out the next one um this one's hunters sneaky devils infantry models ex- uh, excluding gretchen um whilst a model in a unit with this subculture is on or within a terrain feature it gets a five plus involve save when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a model in a unit with this subculture while that model or any model in the unit is on or within a terrain feature improve the weapon's armor penetrations by one so you you technically like if you had a group of ten boys charging somebody who was in terrain on an objective, they strike at strength four yeah. minus one, yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad, yeah. I mean, you're giving you're giving up a lot, aren't you? And if you are like you said, deaf deaf skulls or goths or um, what are the fast boys, e- evil the speedy sons. boys, evil sons, they just do the same thing better because you're more reliable to get to the terrain piece in the first place. Yeah, right? and deaf skulls have a spell to make all your weapons minus one AP, so. Oh, they do too, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, yeah, you want to hit up the boys, next one? they blow it up. That's the thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, they improve the strength and armor penetration characteristic of all their missile and stick bombs, or grenade weapons, essentially, um, as well as tank buster bombs, wing missiles, cannons, a bunch of yep. you know, anything that it goes boom, it's a big explosion. They get an extra AP. Um, so I, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you co- you're comparing this to like uh, if you're taking tank busters. You can compare it to e, uh, mm. bad moons who can shoot twice with their tank busters. So it's like bad moons. an extra yeah, AP. Exactly right. Yeah, and reroll one. It's just mm. none of these none of these specialist mobs. I'm, I don't think any of them are very good. Specifically, so um, so bad moons. Do you get bad moons on your vehicles? Do they get yes. do they get all the real ones? Yeah, I was going to say because you, if you if you didn't technically you could take because um, what are the big tanks? What are the big death killer? No, not death killers. Death Rollers, oh, the, dudes. Um, uh, the, what are they? The, the Bone Breakers. Battle Wagons. Yeah, battle wagons in yeah. Bone, yeah, the Battle Wagons. Te- technically, you can equip the Battle Wagons with only things that would benefit from this. You can take rockets. You can take, um, what are they? Uh, death Cannons, Kill Cannons. All the missile weapons. You can just take this and just double down on all the efficiency you're getting from it. Um, and then you, I guess you could buy another detachment and chuck it full of bad moons and get the best of both worlds. But I mean, you, know, you could just take it as mono, I guess, and just take one detachment and get more CP. Yeah, it's it's hard to see these being um, viable. But you know, for the sake of completion, let's we'll truck it through. Next one, uh, flyboys, crucial velocity, fly models only. When resolving an attack made with a range weapon uh, against a unit with this subculture by a model that was more than one inch away, that unit is treated as having the benefit of cover. Uh, to his saving throw when resolving an attack made with a melee weapon against a unit that is a subculture in a turn which it was in which it was more than one inch away. So any AJ, you weren't stuck in combat at the start of the turn. Um at the start of this proceeding charge phase, subtract one from the hit roll. That's really strangely worded. Um but suffice to say that they get plus one, they add, they're added they're in cover if they're more than one inch away from you. And if they're more than one inch away from you, they're minus so it, no, it, if you're shooting at them they're in cover always because you're going to have to be unless you're shooting with them a pistol and you're yeah. like um if you charge them Pistols, yeah, yeah. in the subsequent fight phase you're minus one to hit so in saying this this is the best terms and conditions for the cover save giving 
yeah, yeah. anything, yeah? yeah. Like your Raven Guard, everything's outside 12 inches, outside 6 inches. All this stuff. This one's outside 1. This is the best one of any of those that we've seen. And yet it's still you still don't think it measures up? Well, it only goes to flying models. Which that works that's true. So you'd be up. taking it's it's storm boys and yeah, storm and boys and planes. Stuff, but yeah. you know, storm boys go from a six up armor save to a five up armor save. So it's like big whoop. Yeah, yeah, much of a muchness, especially with how much rend we've got in the game. Yeah, at the and the vehicles go from a four up to a three up. It's like you know, it, you know, when you're against AP two, I guess having a five up instead of a six up is nice. But you give up. Yeah, it's you true. Give up too much to get that. No, fair enough. All right, um, next one. You do next one. Mobs. I love sure. you. Surely this have, is fun. Surely this is good. I have 270 yeah? Gretchen in my in my in a storage shed right now that are just being <laughs> sad because of uh, how many points they are now. But uh, essentially, all Gretchen it only affects Gretchens, uh, and all the Grots get six up invulnerable saves. And if you're a yep. Grot vehicle, you can reroll ones to hit. So this is actually a really so, good one. Like you know, if you're running the Grot mob, you know all these 200 Grots or even a bunch of Grot um, mech guns. Uh, this is a really good thing because you get the six up and vulnerable save because Grots traditionally don't benefit from clan cultures um, because yes. they're just little Grots. They're like cultists and whatnot. So this gives you something you, for your Grots. So if you're running a bunch of Grots, this mm -hmm. is not bad. And even if you're just running a like a spearhead of, of mech guns, this is not a bad thing because they couldn't, they, they can't use any stratagems and they can't um, benefit from your subculture. So like, why not? But then you're, you'd have to weigh that against what you're giving up on the rest of the stuff in that detachment. But, mate, you've forgotten the best bit. Grot tanks. If you are a baller-ass 40K player and you play Grot tanks, you're just the best. You're just That's the best. That's true. <laughs> the best. Everyone who rocks up to a competitive event playing Grot tanks should get free drinks on the house for Indeed. everybody at the event. It's just, it's just the way of the world. It's so cute, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. Like they're the hilarious. Best. And you got the oh little They're the best yeah. to like convert to. You have, there's so many good grunts out there. Yeah. All right. Next one. Tin heads. Uh, crushing and crump. Crush and crump. Uh, killer cans, death dreads, mega armor, morconauts, gorkonauts, and stompers only when resolving an attack made with a wheelie weapon by a model in this unit. Add one to the hit roll. Uh, killer cans and, and mega knobs probably get some mileage. Yeah. This, this yeah? is good for mega knobs. If you're like, if you're running 20 mega yeah. knobs, there's a, and you know, usually you run those as uh, evil suns for plus one to charge and plus one move and plus one to dance. Mm. Yeah. But this is, this actually has a strong contention for replacing evil suns for mega armor because if you're, you go to from hitting on a four up to a three up, that's pretty big. Uh, and if you have the, uh, the wah banner, you yeah. go to a two Huge. up. So, Huge. I mean, it's, yeah. Although you can't anymore, can you? Can. you? Oh no, you can't because you can't. The, 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 the plus one, the, the only one stack. Yeah. So this is even better. So you don't have to worry about having uh, that order. Yeah, it is. You, don't have, you can leave your 60, 70 point wild banner at home. Yeah, so if you're leaving the Mega Knobs, this is definitely a way to what one I'd look at. I think so as well. Feral Orcs, Wild Boys, what I'll do you got to tell me? Tell, tell you me about a story. The boys. Uh, if you just get all your uh, your boars out, your boar riding uh, orcs out, <laughs> dinosaur riding orcs out. Uh, because all the war bosses, weird boys, knobs, and boys only, excluding mm -hmm. bikers and mega knobs, because the weird, the feral boys, no. they, don't, they don't ride those machines. Um, you can pile in six inches. Um, and when you make an advance, you roll two dice and discard. Uh, no, you roll two extra dice and discard two of the results. So you advance, you're advancing every time, five or six yeah. inches every time you advance. And um, you get a pile in six. This is actually pretty good for mm. a horde of orcs. It, it can, it can, Competes with Evil Suns because Evil Suns you get plus one move and plus one to advance. So you're going from five yeah. to six, 
and you're probably rolling a four or more on the advance. So you're moving probably 10 inches on average, you know, maybe 10 to 11 inches. This one, you're going to move about 10 inches on average too, assuming you roll that five up on three days. So, you know, and then like, if you, if you, let's say you do make a charge, you're essentially moving another three inches because you got another three inch on the pilot. Correct. Yeah. And it's, but the problem is, is you lose the plus one to charge from evil sun. So yeah, uh, like you're, you're jumping your boys, making an eight inch charge is much easier than making a, a nine inch charge. So it is, I, I don't, I don't really. And I, I guess when it, when it boiled down to just facts and numbers, you'd want to just ensure anything you can ensure to make the charge better. You'd probably do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially when you can't go out and grab things with pilings and consolidates and attack them and stuff like you used to be. Yeah, able to. when wrapping is much harder to do now, uh, effectively. So yeah. it's definitely not um, something I'd be looking to do. So the right, last, last one, one is yeah. Mad Boys. Let me do this one. I, I my first my first <laughs> my first orcs they were all painted up Mad Boys. They had you know because the Mad Boys in the this is my my fluff uh, my orc fluff bunny coming out second edition. Unleashed. They all had white paint and they were the ones who actually walked around with the weird boys and like helped the weird boys out and like brought them to the battle. So these guys are all crazy because they're around weird boys too much. Uh, That's awesome. But any infantry and biker in this uh, subculture, um, at the start of each battle round, you roll a dice and all the subculture gets the one of these effects. If you roll a one, they're moronic. Um, and when resolving an attack that targets a unit with the subculture, add one to the saving throw. Of course, it doesn't affect invulnerable saves. Of course, because you can't have nice oh, things. Yeah, you know? exactly. The other one is they automatically pass morale if you roll a two because they're nuttas. And then the three is their frenzies. Yeah. They get plus one strength. Plus one strength is nice, and you know, but you can't control it. So it's kind of just like... You can't control it, yeah. So one of those is, is reasonable. The other two are meh because, you, I mean, morale, orcs have more, apart from nids, orcs have more morale manipulation effects than probably any other mm -hmm. army, yeah? Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess... Yeah, there's only one there that's really reasonable, apart from the fluff being hilarious. Yeah, my first orc army is like, this is us, you know, but... but uh, <laughs> this, yeah, well, well, I expect you to be I expect you to be playing nothing but Mad Boys, Mad Boys at LVO, mate. Yeah, LVO and Mad Boys. You better be doing it, man. I'll be disappointed. <laughs> if you do that, I will do my best to make sure you're on... If I'm calling the stream, that you're on stream, like, <laughs> game one. Just to make sure we get yeah, you at least so, once. Because I probably won't be very, doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it but i was alluding anyway we're gonna take an ad break now and uh hear from a couple of the amazing sponsors of the frontline gaming network um who have been lovely enough to let us be part of their platform so um yeah we're back with jeff and we're going to be touching on the custom jobs because there actually is quite a bit to talk about and there are actually a lot of custom jobs here um so we're going to be talking about custom jobs and then the psychic powers before we wrap up so back in a couple of moments guys this episode is brought to you by hp instant ink no one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. And we're back. All right, Jeff, you still here? You still ready to go? Ready to go. Fantastic. Custom jobs. What are they? Tell me. Tell me everything. Well, if you like, uh, if you know uh, Tau Signature Systems or similar to that, they're pseudo relics. But instead of upgrading a character, they upgrade a unit. Um, the yep. cool thing about the custom jobs is that a lot of the 
the units that they upgrade start as a unit when you buy them. So you can get like three uh, uh, rocket truck squig buggies in a, in, a, in a unit. But when you place them on the battlefield, they separate into individual units. But each one of those three will retain we'll the job, the custom yeah. job. So that's kind of the nice thing about it. Um, they are like a relic. You can only have one of each custom job in your army, um, and it's just one CP for each custom job you want. Mm. And yeah, so you don't get you don't get a free one, do you? You have to pay CP for each and every one. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So first one, squig hide tires, speed freaks, excluding named characters and units that can fly, battle wagons, gun wagons, bone breakers, or trucks. Add two to the unit's move characteristic. Uh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Ever yeah. use that one? Quite meh. No, haven't even considered. All right. We can smash through some of these pretty quickly. So you want to jump ch- to the next one? Souped up special. This is for the boom deck of snaz wagon. Um, it changes the souped up special. So it, it originally went from a um, uh, like a nine shot. Uh, where is it? Boom deck. Uh, it goes from a nine shot strength five minus two one damage to fifteen shot strength four one minus one AP one damage. So it 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 ch- changes kind of the strength five minus two for more shots um, at a little bit of a range. yeah. Not worth it in my is opinion, it. But- is it just me, or is is like the vast majority of the orc names of these little units? They're all just euphemisms, yeah. Like each and every one of them is like the most amazing euphemism. Oh, they're great. Boom dagger snazz wagon. Next time I'm down at the club, you know, I'm I'm interested don't in a lady. Her you want to, don't just tell gonna, her. Yeah. I don't have to. Anyway, if she wants to see uh, the snazz wagon. <laughs> <laughs> we got slapped. I mean, <laughs> uh, but it's got a custom job. Never mind. Um, a gyroscopic uh, <laughs> world gig. Uh, shocked up dragster unit only. You can uh, you can use this unit's uh, shock tunnel ability when advancing, even if you did not roll a four plus. In addition, this unit doesn't suffer any mortal wounds as a result of its shock tunnel ability. Uh, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, this, but you consider that I, because I think that's the best. That's the best of the buggies, yeah. Um, I think the 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 plain ones, the uh, the mega track scrapjacks are. are- Probably better. Okay. Yep. But this is what I got this confused with the with the strat earlier because they're kind of both important. Mm. This one just lets you auto advance, so you don't have to roll that dice. All so you use this on unit three. Yeah. Now all three of them can always be teleporting around the battle, and they don't take them. Over. Yeah, that's really powerful, isn't it? So one CP for three of them to just be some of the do- most dynamic units in the game all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Yeah, always, really good. Always put in your list if you're t- including shock uh, jump draxes. All right. Next up, sizzly rivets. Of course. Sizzly <laughs> uh, rivets. Yeah, okay, go. So this one, it, um, when resolving an attack with the rivet cannon by a model in this unit, an unmodified wound roll of six inflicts a mortal wound on the target in addition to the other damage. Now, this is... Go ahead. So is the rivet cannon's like a... Is it a four-shot or an eight-shot auto cannon? It's like strength seven, minus one, two damage. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like an auto It's assault six, strength seven, minus two AP, two damage. Um, 36 inch That's damage. legit. That's a really good profile. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, that orcs. I mean, it doesn't have the volume. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't use this upgrade, but uh, yeah, because you have six shots. Yeah. Sorry, you have six shots. You're gonna hit with two of those because your weapons. Let's go five, and then you have two hits with strength seven minus two two damage. You're probably wounding with one of those, maybe two, depends on what you're shooting on. So like, yeah. you, the chances you're gonna roll a six up is pretty minimal. So this is kind of a not worth it. Yeah, I think it's not worth it. I do like the river cannon though for some reason. Just, but I like it anyway. Uh, next one, uh, corkscrew, mega tracks, mega truck, scrap jet. So this is the one that um, Jeff is saying is the best F- uh, for the first the first time. Uh, this unit finishes a consolidation move in each fight phase. It can immediately fight again. So double attacking sounds good, yeah. 
It's it is good. I'll tell you, it's it's really good. Sound, sounds good, you know. <laughs> yeah, just just free free fight twice. You know, people usually have to pay yeah. three CP for that. You pay one, and it affects three units in your army. Now these aren't the best things in the world. So they're like they're four attacks. Um, but these are the ones that also they have like a when they charge they on a four up they'll do D three mortal wounds. So, but it's it's weapon skill four four attacks, but it does hit with um, strength eight minus two D three damage. So nice. it's not wow. bad, you know. So you're gonna hit twice, you're gonna wound probably twice, um, and if you make these um, death skulls, you get the one free reroll to hit, one free reroll to wound, and one free reroll yeah. to damage. So with as death skulls, these get a lot of value with those four attacks you're probably gonna hit with three instead of two you're gonna wound with yeah. three probably and you're gonna do six to eight damage depending on what how your opponent's saves are so i mean like it, this is pretty good when you can you know already looking to do six damage with just one one activation something you're activating yeah. immediately again you can't even interrupt it it's just immediately because it you know yeah I've, so a question here the terms and conditions here are phenomenal it doesn't. You don't have to be within. You don't have to be within fight range of anybody. You don't have to be engaged. You don't have to be anything. You just, you just get to fight again. Does that mean if you're if you on the first charge you kill whatever you're fighting, do you still get another consolidate and pylon? Yeah, absolutely. If you charged, you would. That's incredible. Yeah, you would be immediately able to fight again. It doesn't have any. Yeah, it's so if you. So have, people who are trying to, yeah. So people who are trying to bubble you off objectives with just like one or two models, you charge in, you clear them, you still make it onto the objective. I think that's. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's this is like the best. This is what makes Mega Track Scrapjets, in my opinion, really, really good. They're already really good. I agree. They have a bunch of missile launchers on them, but this is a this this puts them over the top, and it affects three of them in your army. So, quite good. All right. Next one. Uh, hit up next one. Uh, this is the nitro powered squigs for the <laughs> the rocket truck squig buggy, uh, which is a totally horrible unit, but it's hilarious. Um, when hilarious <laughs> when resolving an attack by this unit's squig launcher or heavy squig launcher you get plus one to wound isn't this just driving past literally throwing squigs at people it is yeah it's a that's, it's a, that's, that's so funny i love it yeah it's the unfortunately the vehicle isn't very good so we can just kind of move on past this one all right gorks raw uh death killer war truck model only add four to the range characteristic of the model's killer jet and change the type characteristic characteristic of its burner profile to assault six so the killer jet is the melter shot yeah um it is i think it's the flamer but it's so not the, the, the burner profile too so it's got a, it's got a burner at least so at least one, maybe two burners it has a it has the killer jet has a burner and a cutter profile but this one only affects the so the yeah so the killer jet profile. oh i see it so it adds four inches to both ranges so they both go to range 12 and the when you use the flamer variant it's auto six auto six of, yeah in six eh, if you use it if you think you need to get shooting damage out of a Scrap Death Killer War Trike, maybe reevaluate what you're putting in your, your list as an off player. Indeed. Is well, that so correct to say, or am I totally yeah. off the mark? Yeah, yeah cool. exactly. You, you bring the <laughs> Death Killer War Trike to advance and charge with your vehicles. Yeah, and to, sma and to smash face in combat. You're just like, yeah. And anything else is a cherry on top. Next one, mate. Dabooma. Uh, this one is for a battle wagon, bone breaker, or gun wagon. It upgrades uh, a kill cannon uh, and replaces it with a heavy 2d6, strength 8, minus 2, 2 damage. This is quite good. Um, it mm. was. FAQ to um, so when you uh, one of those I think the gun wagon has an ability where if it doesn't move or moves like half range or some shit you shoot twice with it. Um, they did FAQ it so that this gun also uh, works with that ability. Um, so forty six. Yeah, this is a really good ability. Um, like it just like this is really good for clearing. If you if you're going to include a gun wagon, it's great. It's the profile is amazing for killing um, primaris, dude. primaris marines. Phenomenal. Yeah. 
Phenomenal. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So it's this is quite a good relic if you're going to include a gun wagon. Like, yeah. I think if you if you, if you take if you're taking gun wagon, it's this is the reason why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like gun wagons can be evil sons for reroll all hits with a spell, mm-hmm. and then you're okay. you can make them hit on fives and explode on fives, rerolling everything, and then they're every hit essentially generates extra shots. So you're getting like, you know, when you're shooting 46 shots, you're getting, you know, 14 shots and you're going to probably hit 15 and 16 times, you know, just from the amount of explosions and whatnot. So that's fantastic. Yeah. That's a, it's really cool that you've got this, you can have this one keynote problem solving piece as a, an orc player. I mean, they, especially with the, the death of the, the super shocker, it feels like this is almost a, a little bit of a replacement. albeit a lot more expensive. Yeah. Um, all right, next one, Zap Gap. Sounds like a super glue brand. Uh, battle Wagon, Bone Breaker, and Gun or Gun Wagon model with a Zap Gun only. Zap Gap replaces the Zap Gun. It has the following profile. Uh, range 36, Heavy 1, 2d6 shot, Strength 2d6, sorry. Uh, minus 3, 3 damage. When resolving attack made with this weapon, do not make a hit roll. It automatically scores a hit. Before firing this weapon, roll to determine the strength of the shot. If the result is 9+, plus, do not make a wound roll either. It inflicts three mortal wounds, and this attack sequence ends. So this is upgrading only one zap gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, and it, this uh, is not very good. No, it's not very good. All right, next one. <laughs> uh, the, the Fortress. Uh, this one is for a battle wagon, bone breaker, or gun wagon, which is the, the three variants for the, uh, the battle wagon. Um, it gets a three-up save and a five-up invulnerable save. Not bad, but like for one CP, yeah. I don't know. You probably can just put a put it around a custom force field and call it. KFF. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, although it is a it is a big a big truck to chuck. Well, so you put the KFF inside it, yeah. Then or it just a, five plus. Yeah, or just around it. Like it's not hard to get that yeah. whole thing within nine inches of them. Is it? Oh, it's not. Of course, because it's nine inches. I keep thinking it's six for some reason. Never mind. Pincher. This is, obviously this is the best one because it, it pinches people. <laughs> pinch, pinch. Model with. Uh, <laughs> model with the grabbing claw only. Pincher replaces the model's grabbing claw and has the following profile. Uh, merely uh, strength plus one, minus three, D6 damage. Each time the bearer fights, it can only make a single attack with this weapon. When it's only attack made with this weapon, add three to the hit roll if the target is a vehicle or monster. So that's, I mean, hits on a two plus, minus three, D6 damage. Eh. No. Still, it's still, it's cool, but it's still eh. It's, it's right? one attack. So. Yeah, exactly. It's one attack. If you can make all of your attacks with it, it'd be legit. Sure. So the next one is the Red Roller. Um, this is for Bone Breakers, which is the battle wagons with the big grindy thing on the front. Um, mm. It essentially replaces their special ramming ability. When it makes a charge move, add six to the attack's characteristics until the end of the turn. So quite good for Bone Breakers. Um, if you're taking that's cool, yeah. that's not a bad way to go to all. And Bone Breakers can easily like you know move, advance uh, with a war trike and charge on turn one. You know, and then they, they pretty mm. much have like. I want to say their strength of bajillion, two straight two damage yeah. with their uh, with their roller. Yeah. So not bad. No, I like that a lot actually. Uh, next one, uh, orc orcimantic pistons, killer cans, death dreads, morkonauts, or gorkonauts only. Um, add three to the move the unit's move characteristic. You can reroll advanced rolls made for this unit. I mean that sounds cool on a unit of killer cans, or if you buy three death dreads for a single. But we already talked about how death dreads aren't in a good place. But hey, killer cans might be. Yeah, but then you're advancing. Like, if this is reroll charges or something, and you know. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're not shooting because they do have legitimate shooting weapons. Yeah, they, don't they? I think, and they hit on fours, which is rare. Yeah, and they're, they're all uh, heavier, if I, if I recall correctly. Mm. 
Next right. one is Sparkly Bits. Sparkly. This one is for Killicans, Deftreads, Morkonauts, and Gorkonauts. Improves the user's ballistic skill by one. So it goes from four up to five. This is actually pretty good. Um, if you're included, it's actually really yeah, good. If you're including yeah. a Morkonaut or a Gorkonaut, which are kind of like pseudo knights, they're not quite a knight level, but they kind of punch in that weight class. Um, going from a ballistic skill for five up to four up for orcs is really good. So, you know, when you have those high quality yeah. shots like the Morkonaut has, or even the Gorkonaut with its volume of shooting from its. Uh, it's machine gun, you know, it's Death Swarm Mega Shooter or whatever it's called. Yeah. I think it's uh this is definitely an include. Yeah, I mean if you're taking one, you probably just do it, mm -hmm. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, next one, uh Dirty Govins. Uh killer can or death dread units only when resolving an attack made with the ranged weapon against this unit subtract just making a one from the So yeah, minus one to hit on a unit of killer cans or death dreads. Not not awful. If you're making a minus one to hit and you give them a KFF, like all of a sudden they're pretty survival. Yeah, yeah, like if you have a unit of six killer cans, like this thing is is right there helping them yeah, helping them be survivable and like that's the thing with these custom jobs it's like if you're taking these units you probably should put the custom job on them. yeah exactly right yeah especially some of these more expensive ones i mean i, I can't imagine six killer cans is going to send you back a whole lot but it's enough that you want to consider as many buffs as you yeah, can exactly. yeah um next one slug, slug gubbin. Gubbin. uh model Slug Govin, is, oh, is you know, you just know there's a Texan out there living on a ranch and his name's Slug, slug Govin. Um, Morkonaut model only, Slug Govin replaces the model's Death Storm Mega Shooter and has the following profile. Um, range 36, heavy 24 rather than heavy 18, yeah? Um, strength 6 minus 1, 1 damage. Um, we're resolving attack made with this weapon. If the target was in 12 inches when the bearer was chosen to shoot, add 1 to the hit roll. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, the Gorkonaut has, you know, so it upgrades a net amount of shots, upgrades him plus one to hit if you're within 12. So if he's deep striking in, he's hitting on fours. So it kind of competes with that sparkly bits one. Um, this is this is a great update mm. if you're taking a Gorkonaut. If you're taking it, for some reason, I thought their, their Mega Shooter was um, damage two, but it's not, yeah, is it? It's damage one. one. I wish. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I wish as well. Because I keep thinking it's like a Riptide gun, but it's just not. Um, next one, Gog Claw. Another Texan, <laughs> mind. Oh, yeah, this is a cousin of mine. Actually. <laughs> this one upgrades a Gorkonaut or Morkonaut's melee weapon to be straight damage four. Oh no, no uh, to be anything that you roll less than four is four. Mm. So you know that's pretty good if you're like fighting big vehicles and stuff. Just having you know minimum four damage on your D6 damage clause, not too bad. Nice. Yep, I agree. Um, next, last, the last. This is the last one. Last one. Blitzer Gatler. Sounds cool already. Stomper only, or all of a sudden sounds bad. Um, the model Super Gatler has a damage characteristic of two. In addition, when rolling for the weapon's Psycho Daka Blast ability, you can re-roll the D6 once per once per phase, and that's to pretty much see because it can it can run itself out of um, ammo. Yeah, it's one of it's like the only thing in the forty first millennium that is able to run out of ammo. Yeah, it's hilarious, and, and it's a huge, it's, it's freaking gigantic. <laughs> It has more storage capacity for yeah, ammunition yeah. than anything in it. It's so good, and it runs yeah, out of it, ammo. I love it. This is this is the bullshit about the stomp. Is it the stomp should already be two damage with that big gun? Yeah, it like it's the fact that it's it's not already is absurd. Yeah, so. let's not. Avoid if it. you're bringing a stomp, if you're that brave guy bringing a stomp, definitely give him exactly. Well, kudos <laughs> to you. You're a legend. Uh, Gog Claw and Slug Govan are both proud of you. Good blokes, those two. Indeed. And I'm not being disparaging. There's like. Slug Govin is probably just as likely to be a, a northern Queenslander in Australia living in the sticks, just pretending the world doesn't exist. Um, we're gonna, we got the clan psyche powers up next. So each, this, this was an interesting one that I thought to be included in this. Um, 
It kind of came out of nowhere because the clans got literally, up until this point, the clans haven't even been mentioned except for the fact to say that Gaz is a goth. Yeah? Yeah, and to provide different clans by calling yeah, them. Yeah, to p- provide alternative clans, essentially. So to, the fact that they chucked in clan buffs in this as well, just kind of almost like an, I don't want to say it was an afterthought, but it just kind of slid in here on the last page. I think it's kind of interesting. Um so the first one is Goths is uh, Bull Charge. This is a War Charge value of six. If manifested, select one friendly Goths unit within 18 inches of the Psyker until the end of the turn. The charge distance of less than seven roll for that unit uh, count as seven. Look, it's cool. I like it. Makes your stuff more reliable. I mean, you already have like the most reliable seven-inch charges in the game, yeah? Yeah, this is a, this is a stupid spell. Yeah. Like, if this spell was plus two to charge... Oh, phenomenal. It would be great. Or even plus one to charge. Really good. Hmm. But... Like if you, you so you can't use it when you deep strike because you're nine inches away, so it has no no applicable benefit. Benefit if you're, yep. if you're you're jumping or whatever. And so if you're, but if you're seven inches away from someone, if a seven inches would get you there, I guess it's nice to have, you know. Yeah. But it, it, unlike a lot of the other um, powers, like Thousand Suns and like a lot of these other um, litanies for like the Space Marine chapters, you just they all know those things. Yeah. You have to replace a spell with this with yeah. these ones. So this is like. You're 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 take you're not taking the jump or or um you know uh just the gork or warpath or something. You're taking this and it's like that's not worth giving mm. this So just reading that the blurb at the start, all clan psychic models can know the psychic power of their respective clan instead of generating a psychic power from the power of the war. Um a clan psychic can instead know the appropriate clan psychic power from the list below. So essentially, but you could warp it. Can you warp it and get one of the powers back? So you can warp it and get back the jump or warp path, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. then, I mean, like, this this goth one is just, it's not very good in my opinion. No, no, you've already got the best charge mecha- like rerolling charge mechanics of anybody in the game. Why would you need this one? The only times this would actually be legitimate is that when you've taken it on one and you're like, you, you line up your charge, you're like, okay, if I just get... If I just get a one on my advance, it's going to be a seven-inch charge. No need to take the risk. Char- cast the power. But yeah. to all intents and purposes, if you are relying on one seven-inch charge with only one unit at one time, that, and that, that unit is backed up by a psyker for whatever reason, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on for you. That, that, that situation doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. You want to jump to the next one? Because I know the next one yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, this is uh, for the Death Skulls. It's uh, Maniacal Seizures. Um, it's Warp Charge Value of 7. If manifested, select an enemy in it, an enemy unit within 18 inches of the psyker does not require visibility um, until the start of your next psychic phase. When resolving an attack made by that unit, subtract one from the hit roll. Mm. And when resolving an attack made by a friendly Death Skulls unit, um, improve the armor penetration characters of the weapon by one. So this is double duty. I mean, this is Phenomen- already yeah, phenomenally good. Minus one to to to, to hit on, on a spell is just good on its own, and then throw yeah. that on top of there. It's like when you attack it, your armor penetrations increase by one. Like the orcs, I mean, I'm a boys player. I play boys, yeah. and and I struggle insanely with two up armor saves, and mm. being able to to turn paladins and custodes up to a three up save is it changes the math like huge, yeah. So it's it's a very good spell. Um, the only thing that I so I wish it I wish it was of the ilk of Jink, where they just remove one from their save, because unfortunately this doesn't go through the mechanics that ignore rend. Like this doesn't do anything when you already ignore rend one or rend two, etc. I wish it was just like the Jink, where like they're minus one and they're minus one to their save. Um, 
Oh, sorry, Jinx. I said Jink, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's still phenomenal. This could be two powers, and you'd still be happy with either or either. Yeah. My my only con- my my only thing is is like you're putting this spell on a unit that gives a minus one to hit, and you know to me that's like you do that on something you're not going to kill. And then you, yeah, you don't you don't want to put yeah you don't you need a broadsides and go into the, the drones or whatever. Yeah, and but then you are you like you're incentivized to attack them, so it's like it's kind of weird because it, it it's pulling you in two different directions. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Uh, next one is for the bad moons. This is Gleaming Gear. Uh, Gleaming Gear has warp charge value of six if manifested. Select one bad moons unit within eight of this psyker until the end. Sorry, until the start of your next psychic phase. When resolving attack made against that unit, add one to the saving throw. So. Yeah, this is what I always thought the other one wanted to be, the inverse. Um, yeah, if manif- one bad means you're within 18, and they get add one to their saving throws. I mean, it's cool, but I don't see, really see the, what you're going to use it on. It, although, it, what I do like is it's not limited to infantry or bikers or anything like that. It's just any bad moons unit. So you can chuck it on a, a you know, wait. Uh, so it does say invulnerables aren't affected. So you could chuck it on a, a war boss. You could chuck it on a, a unit of mega knobs, taking them to one plus. There's a lot of applications here. Yeah, I mean, the only unit I see that this would be good on is Meganobs, you know, because yeah, they already fair. have a good save. Everything else in the Orc Codex is four up, and going from a four to a three isn't that big of a deal. Mm. Um, and because there's an effect in Bones, it, it's kind of like, I don't know. This, and, it, But the problem is, there, is they don't want to be running around with uh, Meganobs, you know? They're, yeah. Is there, a, um, is there a Battle Wagon that has a three plus or a two plus? I think there's one that goes Toughness 8, yeah? They're all Toughness 8, um, yeah. and they have a four up armor, though. So it's they're they're not. Uh, I thought I thought you'd take the odd case to get it to a three plus, but maybe I'm wrong. You pot maybe that might be a thing. I'd have to check. Hard case. Never mind. Yeah, it uh, on the regular one you can make it. It just goes to toughness eight though. That's all it does. Okay. Yeah. Um, snake bites constriction. This has a warp charge value of six. If manifest, like one enemy unit within twelve of the psyker until the start of your next psychic phase. Half the attacks characteristic of that unit. I quite like that. I think that a lot of people are packing these bully units that they expect to just be able to go through each and everything that they touch. But I don't know, especially as a guy who plays Bulgrin, if you halve the damage output, like halve the attacks on my Bulgrin, that's pretty bad, man. <laughs> like they don't do anything when they can't throw forty attacks at it. Yeah, this is a great a great spell. Not on a great clan, but not on a great clan. Yeah, admittedly. So this is the next one is for the Evil Sons. Uh, Vision in the smoke. Visions in the smoke. This is what I was talking about earlier with the. Um... The relic battle cannon for the, uh, uh, yeah. the bone breaker, or whatever it's called, or the gun wagon. Uh, it's warp charge value of six. Uh, target an enemy, uh, sorry, a friendly evil sun vehicle within twelve of the psyker. Um, you can only select a unit with eighteen or more wounds if you rolled a nine or more on the psychic test. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's harder to put on more wounded, uh, like Gorkonauts, yeah. this kind of thing, stompers. Until the start of your next psychic phase, when resolving an attack made by the model, you can reroll the hit. So it's reroll the hits. Uh, both in shooting and fighting, so like putting this on that that uh, bone break is super super um, mm. efficient. So this is this is a really really great spell, but you kind of have to build your army around uh, optimizing around this. Because yeah, you want at least like one or two units that are going to get big mileage out of it. Probably one that's going to get like double duty, and then you want that yeah, like you said, that bone breaker that's just going to get turn after turn be sitting next to that weird boy. And then maybe you do want I don't know something like. Um, a, a decent unit of bikers because they can both give good relevance in the shooting phase and then in the assault as well. So they get the double double action out of yeah, it. Yeah, uh, bikers and um, death copters. A unit of six, five. Yeah, five. hell yeah. 
Yeah, because then the missiles are, go- are going in so much more reliably. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like if if you if you're taking this spell and wanting to rely on it, you're you're specifically including big units that you can can use it on. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, next one. A blood axe is clever talk. Blood axe, blood axe is my favorite because I'm a guard player. I love playing these like pseudo regimented orcs. It just it's hilarious. Um, as wolf charge value of six, if manifested, select one uh, vis- unit. So one enemy unit visible to the Psyker until the start of your next Psychic phase. That unit cannot fight Overwatch at Blood Axe units from your army and cannot be chosen to fight until all eligible Blood Axe units from your army have done so. I like the terms and conditions there quite a lot. Um, that, is the, that is the right wording on that. They cannot be chosen to fight until all eligible Blood Axe have chosen to do so. So the only way for them to attack before you of any of your units is to use the 2CP interrupt. I like no, that a lot. No, not even then because they're not, they can't be chosen to fight with. You know, So you can't, Oh, really? So it goes past that. That stratagem (laughs) says choose a unit to fight with. You know, they can't be chosen to fight with because of the wording of this. It says cannot be chosen to fight until all eligible blood acts. So I don't. You're right. You're right. I would read it like that too now. So you can't choose them. You can use use a 2CP and choose a different unit, but not that unit. Yeah, that's. Those are the perfect terms and conditions. This is a great spell. And blood axes are really good. like and I've actually been toying around with changing my clans over to play blood axes, but I just I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it because but they can fall back and be brave, uh, Jeff. They, be can, brave. they can fall back and charge or fall back and shoot. Fall back and charge is much more important. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah. especially when you're running like you know 200 boys and someone pops a wave serpent into you, you're like shit, you know. Uh, but if you can fall back and charge, it's uh, you get much more movement out of your units. So that's uh, pretty cool. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, uh, you want to do the last Free one? Buddhas, Free Jolly Orcs Glare. Uh, has a warp charge value of six. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 inches of the psyker. Until the start of your next psychic phase, have the move characteristics of models in that unit and subtract one from advance and charge rolls for it. Very good um, spell. Yeah, very good. Freebooters are uh, also pretty good, you know, army in general. Um, I haven't played with them a lot, but uh, you know, Ben Jurek was running them to some pretty good success in mm-hmm. 2019. I want to say. Maybe 2018. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're they're a good clan. Definitely a good clan. So, you know, because they get plus one to hit if something kills something. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're pretty good. I think they're a nice little sleeper if people wanted to, to get right into them. What I'm thinking here, mate, just off the top of my head, I really wish that the, just for orc's sake, the Supreme Command Detachment was still a bunch of different HQs because I feel like taking a bunch of, a mixed weird boy detachment would be really, really cool now. Yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot of these that are like, it's pretty good, you know, like, and they don't, they, they don't just debuffs. They don't like worry about you having blood. Out. Yeah. But exactly. They're attached to a wonky or awkward um, clan that you wouldn't normally want to get mileage out of. But yeah, I mean, we'll talk about maybe mixed attachments in part two, but I mean, I'd be, if I was an orc player and I saw this, I'd be pretty excited to be like, Hey, I could just, if I, if I wanted to make a secondary detachment and get, you know, a couple of HQs in, I could cherry pick a couple of different weird boys and just get whichever one of these I felt like I needed. Because despite these all being locked to different clans, it's, if, you had the, if this was a single uh, psychic tree, it would be stupidly powerful, like so powerful. You imagine if T-Suns had this as a psychic tree. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's insane, ones in yeah? here for sure. Like, what I really like is there's not a single like janky, uh, do a piecemeal two mortal wounds if you beat their leadership by seven or and and there and saturn is in ascendance and it's the fourth month of the year there's none of those you know there's no prop- it's all just here you're saying there's no proper proper orc powers in here <laughs> exactly. I'll have you know. yeah, exactly. I, i'm very upset about my shock uh, attack then being taken away from me because 
I love that thing. I am a lucky guy, and there's nothing better than than having your shock attack go crazy, and you're like, "Yes, big buddy." <laughs> Just you're right because you're actually right these none of these seem awkward they all seem like they're space ring powers yeah oh because you're just like oh that's powerful oh that's powerful too oh that's powerful too you sure these aren't ultramarines um no so with that's it that's all the content in uh the psychic awakening for the orcs so we've got a couple of things to do here now um the biggest winners and losers mate so clan wise who are the biggest winners and losers do you think uh i'll just do one uh biggest winner is death skulls maniacal seizures very yep. good. I mean, really, these are all based on um, the spells because every all the other clans have equal access to everything else. Yeah. Biggest mm. loser probably goths. Um, yeah. Maybe snakebite's got a better improvement than goths, but death skulls also because they make really good use of all these buggies that now have these cool. Custom yes. Decks. So yes, yes, yes. the death skull trait is because these. It's reroll one hit, reroll one wound, and reroll one damage every time you shoot or fight. Mm -hmm. So these buggies, like especially the Meg Megatrax Grab Jet, it's it shoots you know like you know two d three missiles and then one big missile. So it has a low number of shots, and then when it fights, it's four attacks, and mm -hmm. you can fight twice with it. So every time it fights, it's getting to reroll that one yeah. hit, that one that one damage. So it makes very good use of the uh, of the trait, and they all get a six up invulnerable save, which is Enough to, you know, this is a T6, you know, eight wound model with a four up save. So it's it's going to die to a stiff breeze of anti-tank. Yeah. But, you know, you get that six up in vulnerable save. Suddenly, you know, those two last cannon shots, you you make a clutch save and your opponent's, you know, thought process and like calculations are all thrown off. Mm, exactly right. Yeah. I So would those be your biggest winners? Would the buggies be your biggest? Well, the two two versions of the buggies we talked about the most, that being the, the scrap jet and the, what was the? The, the jump around, jump, jump up, jump up, and get down, boy. Yeah, um, I feel like those are the two biggest winners out of the book. I was reading the others, and I'm not saying probably the burner bomber. Uh, the burner bomber for sure, absolutely. That that is like extremely good. Yeah, and biggest losers, like who's completely dropped off the horse because of this book. Yeah, well, who just got left in the dust, so to speak? Orc boys got left in the in mm -hmm. the dust by this book. They they got nothing from this book. Yeah. So like the main the mainstay like orc archetype got yeah. literally zero apart from a couple of psychic powers. Yeah, I mean they got like yeah they got something, but it's like this book is this book instead of like providing general benefits for the orc faction, it rose it, it tried to lift up all the underperforming units. And underperforming, did, yeah. It did a pretty good job with some of them. So I mean that's nice, but the problem with the orcs is they didn't need to have their shitty units become better. And you didn't have their good units, which were, make, were making orcs kind of mid middle tier in the overall meta. They needed those to become better so that they could mm. compete at a higher level than you know, you know, uh, than they were before. So then we're on to the, I guess, the rating system. Now we do two rating systems here, and I'm actually thinking of almost starting to do a a ranking system as well. I might I'll put that open to the patrons and uh, the listeners out there. If you would like, the, like us to have a a living um ranking on for art of war down under every time like i get a different guest on they'll have a chance to have a say in the ranking like the ranking of the the meadow that we do and it'll adjust and it'll live and it'll continue on and on and it might who knows might become a big deal might become very obscure and who gives a crap but if that's something you guys think would be cool like every every episode for like five or ten minutes at the end me and the guest can update the rankings of it saying like okay well this we think this might be put you know 
Space Marines above Death Guard, or this might put Harlequins above Custodes or above Grey Knights or whatnot. And we could we could start doing stuff like that. If that's something people are interested in, because I'm quite interested in that, and I think there's a bit of there's a bit of um a, not market out there, a bit of interest out there for that kind of stuff at the moment. Now, rating rating this book, rating the content in this book for Orcs and how much it did for them, what would you give it out of ten? Seven. Oh, dude, that's more than I thought. Cool. That's actually quite a bit more than I thought you'd give it. I thought it'd be like, uh, I'll give it a pass. I'll give it a five. Because um, that's actually what I give it. Because I actually give this book a five out of ten. I feel like you're right in what it did. A lot of they, they brought a lot of obscure units up to parity with the with the majority of the other things. I think the only the only thing the only unit that I thought that was good before that got exponentially better or they got slightly better is Meganops. Yeah, would that be correct in saying? Um, they were already a, a good unit, maybe not a great unit, but now they're they're one that was viable, but now is gone. It's it's now looking like it's it's possibly one of the core units. Yeah, that, I, I agree with that assessment. Meganobs are very good. Mm, awesome. Um, so, and how would you put this? How would you think this changed where orcs sat in the meta, and where do you think orcs are right now? Do you think they're top tier, middle tier, bottom tier? And or, or if it's easy for you, please do feel free to do the like the the F to S tier if you want. Uh, I think orcs are probably middle tier maybe upper middle tier the buggy list yep. archetype has become quite po- popular in ninth edition mm. um and it's pretty strong um you give up you know the uh, bring it down secondary which is you know if you can avoid giving up secondaries that you should but you know orcs are going to have struggle either yeah. you're going to have a 200 dudes or you're going to have you know 200 vehicles or whatever it is so like it yeah. is what it is but these buggies are are good they're reasonably durable um, as Death Skulls, they have a six-up invulnerable save. So, you know, and they can they can punch pretty hard. So, I think orcs have a strong um, a strong presence in the vehicle archetype. And I still think I still think 150, 200 orc boys is a very viable list, um, especially mm. you know with people teching into more like killing elite, you know, uh, blade guard veterans and outriders trying to kill those things. These multi-wound tough models, just bringing a bunch of one-wound infantry models is gonna you know get you a lot of value and they play the mission extremely well yeah i agree well i can't disagree with any of the things you said there and in fact like i'll double down on it we've only had a couple of um i guess significant gt uh results coming in so far and one of those was absolutely won by orcs and i think orcs have been um they haven't certainly haven't been in the bottom of those other events so yeah i think while orcs I don't think it's cold. I don't think the best orc list has been written yet i say this a lot at the moment due to covid i feel like the buggy list will take orcs so far but i feel like the, the issue is i feel like there's a, there can be a, a, only a slight meta adjustment that could start knocking them off like is that is that fair to say yeah i, I completely agree because the the vehicle list is incumbent on your opponent not having enough anti-vehicle shooting to kill them in, yeah in like i i i think about salamanders taking three by three eradicators and i'm like oh is that just the worst nightmare for that orc buggy list well i mean they kill three of them and then you have you start with nine or twelve so they kill three and then you charge and kill them. You know, so. mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess there would be becoming on the the eradicator player to play them properly. Maybe a starting one or two in reserve or whatnot. But anyway, that's going to wrap us up. So, anything you'd like to plug before we 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 jump out? Remind people where you're from, where they no, can just, find you. Uh, look for Alan and I on Focus Fire Podcast. You can find us under the TFG Radio uh, Podcast Network. So just search for TFG Radio. 
Awesome. Well, we're going to jump over to part two. We're going to be talking with Mr. Poole about the armies he's running at the moment, the things he's finding are giving him a lot of mileage, the missions he's having success with, the secondaries he's picking, the little tech choices and all the other bits and pieces that go together to making orcs uh, try and do the best that they can do and live their best life on the table. Um, so hopefully you're excited for that and hopefully you'll join us over there, guys. Um, thanks again, Jeff. You're a wealth of knowledge and you're certainly the, the men to talk to about orcs at the moment. So yeah, I'll we'll see you over part two. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Say goodnight, Thanks, Jeff. Jeff. Right, cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.